Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Behind the Scenes of Launch Leadership Conference with me, Allison Little, and I have a friend with me named Tony Little. So we are shifting gears this time, and Tony will actually be interviewing me. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, allisonlittle.com. I'm not going to introduce myself. Tony is here. Tony Little is my husband, and uh, we are talking about the Launch Leadership Conference today. Wonderful. Thank you for having me, Allison. So, Allison, you just had the Launch Leadership conference here uh, about two weeks ago. I see here it was originally scheduled for April of 2020. Why exactly <laughs> did you cancel it? <laughs> well, my, uh, my dear friends, we have had a year, haven't we? So uh, in 2020, uh, in the spring of 2020, right before we had the conference, that's when we had shutdown in Wisconsin. And so we uh, could not have the conference. And I like many people, didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know if it was going to be, uh, you know, a short thing and we would be able to have the conference again in the summer. That was my hope. And then I thought, oh, maybe late summer. And then it was fall. And um, actually, I was going to cancel it again. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But yep, so it was pandemic. And that's how that went. Okay. Well, then why, why even do an event, Allison? Everybody else has gone virtual. Uh, just did a virtual seminar yesterday. Why not just go that way? Seems like the easier way to do it. Well, you know, and that was one of the things that I explored. And we may have a launch leadership conference uh, virtually at some point because we have such a great following around the world. And so that would be a way for us to really reach more people. But for this conference, you know, the thing that I kept coming up with is that it was impossible. And I actually um, told you and, and many of my friends how impossible it was. I had the bullet point list of all the reasons why it wouldn't work. And I truly did did not believe that we were going to have a conference in 2020. Um, and I kept repeating all of the reasons why it wouldn't work in my head and out loud. And what I loved whenever I would say this to you, Tony, is you would say, are you sure it's impossible? And I would be like, yes, it's impossible because X, Y, Z and this and that and the other thing. And um, I had a friend named Joy. We were hiking together and she uh, was asking me about the Launch Leadership Conference. She knows how much I love the event and how great it is for leaders to get filled up again and to learn and grow together. And what happened was she she gave me kind of an idea. She's like, Allison, what if you tried out this different venue? It's a, it's a round barn and it's really cool. Go check it out. And of course, what did I say? I said, no. <laughs> and so um, I'm pretty stubborn, especially when I've made up my mind that something isn't going to work. And I actually tried to go out there a few times and I was I crafted the email to cancel the event and I was about ready to press send and somebody from the event venue called me named Diane and she's like hey come check us out you know maybe it's not gonna work now but maybe it'll work later who knows no big deal just come out check it out and I I did that and I walked into uh, the venue and was blown away very good. So you switched venues to a round barn, um, and I, I was there. So it has numerous doors, 
um, literally holes in the wall because it's a barn. But what else did you do to kind of prep the scene, prep the event for safety, for for the COVID for people's fears? I, you know, I went through all the CDC ish uh, recommendations and the health departments and all of those different things. So we limited registrations, obviously. We uh, worked with helping provide clear masks for people so that they could feel um, confident that way. We provided hand sanitizer and a clean venue and we had safety measures for food. And, you know, we went through the whole list. We we had it in an open air location, which helped with ventilation, which was another issue. And we also did something that I think was probably the most effective and helped people feel the most safe was that we accepted cancellations and refunds up until the day of the event. Because what we wanted is we wanted to create a safe place for people. And so we we kindly asked, and we said that, and we said we kindly asked that if you feel sick or you have been exposed to anybody that has been sick, just please don't come. We'd love to see you later. Just Let's just keep everybody safe and healthy. And I think that was something that kind of gave people peace of mind um, and just kind of providing that space for people to feel safe. And, you know, it wasn't just all about safety measures. It was really about bringing leaders together again and connecting them with really amazing thought leadership and growth minded individuals so that they could learn and grow together. Perfect. Okay. So you talk about, you've said we a few times. How big is your team? We have a, a big team. Um, I think we're between eight and 10 people that came together to make the event possible. Uh, and that was one of the things that I thought was phenomenal, right? I, you, you know, because I went to the, this round barn. It's magical inside, my friends. Um, go check it out some of the pictures. I'll put, post them on my website. But so I walk in, it's got twinkle lights up, friends, twinkle lights. And it's just, it's impossible. It's a round barn that was built in the 1800s. And I'm like, here I am walking into an impossible round barn. And I want to hold this impossible leadership event. And it seems like an impossible time to do it, right? There's all these impossibilities that I kept running up against. And I rented it on the Spot. And I said, well, you know, maybe it's just going to be me and Tony sitting here um, dreaming impossible dreams together, but it would be worth it. And so I had this idea and I started reaching out to some of the people that were a part of launch leadership, either in, in previous events or that were scheduled to be at our spring event. And I just said, hey, not sure if you're comfortable, not sure if you're able or willing, but if you are, let's make this happen. Happen, um, and this is bigger than us, right? This is a, a, an event to really lift up leaders, um, many of whom have lost hope, who haven't been energized, who've poured out every single ounce of positivity from their body, and now they need a space and a day to refuel themselves. And so that's what we did, and we came together, and I definitely could not have pulled that type of event off without all of the amazing people that came together to make it happen because it just blew my mind. It was better than I could have imagined. Can you go into that a little bit more? What, what are the things? I know what they are, but I think the listeners want to know too. Like I can think of at least three specifically of things that just wouldn't have worked on Zoom. What are things that made this live event have to be live, have to be in person? You know, and, and like I said, we might actually create a virtual version of this conference, but for the people that actually were able to attend in person, um, you know, we had things like you walked in the barn. So you walked in 
and you were greeted with live music. And we had an amazing musician, Rory Knobloch, who just sang and just is, I mean, just blows your mind. She's just so good. She played the guitar. So that's how you walk into the day. And then, you know, you sit down at your table and we had an amazing florist, uh, Little Oak Marketplace, who created amazing centerpieces that actually smelled delightful. Like I remember, like I walked and I'm like, oh my gosh, it smells like lavender. She's like, yes, I used lavender so that it would calm your participants and they would have a greater experience. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So you sit down and the events of the day, I mean, we, we did laughing yoga. We thought really deep into, you know, what we experienced in the last year. We thought about maybe what, what has been limiting our, our thought process. And really we dreamed we dreamed big and our speakers came and brought it. Like they blew my mind. It was just so good. We had a hip hop dancer, Jesse Paul Smith came and he danced and he spoke and it started to pour. Um, it was raining and uh, it was just so phenomenal. We had Laura Gallagher who talked about building businesses, but more than that, really building ourselves up and uh, we had Heather Martell, who was our master of ceremonies, and we had an amazing leadership panel. So it was just a day of a whole bunch of different things that came together. I think one of the things that was kind of an add-on for this event that I didn't plan on having, but I, I always thought it would be fun, is we actually had a local artist come, and her name is Stephanie Coley, and she is so talented. And she had a creation station where we actually had an opportunity to paint our dreams and, and help us launch our dreams and make beautiful art. I think that was probably one of the participants' favorite parts of the day was just being able to go during breaks and lunch and things and, and create something beautiful. And they were very proud of it when, when they finished that. And so... And then we had a DJ, uh, Justin Pitlick was our DJ, and we just had all of these different things that came together and people, and it made a magical experience. And I, you know, I honestly can say that this event was better than it would have been in, in the spring for by far, like people were more open, people were ready you know, they were ready to learn and grow. And I feel like um, the event venue helped people feel really comfortable. It was just an amazing day where, you know, we could have really hard conversations. We could, we could be vulnerable and we could be real, but we could also dream. And we could also have a space to think about goals. And we could have a space where, you know, we felt safe. And I, I think at one point during the day, I said, we're like in this bubble of positivity, which is literally a round barn around you. So whatever's going on outside that, let's just leave it out there. And in here today, you have a, a place where you can just feel hope and you can feel filled with positivity and you can have all of the good things. Perfect. So yeah, you, you hit all the, the great parts there. So I know you do have listeners because you also have a husband who's wondering the details. How do you plan something this big, this large? What, what, what's the process that you go through? That's a great question. So, you know, for our listeners who are thinking about doing events, I've got to, I've got to tell you that I've been planning events 
and large just projects, like crazy projects. One time I built a four to six foot tall uh, birthday cake for a float um, for one of my clients when I had my marketing firm. And one time I had a float where I, I had an actual stuffed bear on it and I had children that dressed up like bears. So I think of crazy and creative ideas a lot. I also was a nonprofit leader and one time we had this event in a really rural area in um, the UP of Michigan and uh, we stopped traffic. We got on the front page of the newspaper because we stopped traffic with a parade we did through town that we were um, we were led by a clown. <laughs> so I, I feel like maybe, maybe I just come up with these crazy ideas and say, hey, let's try this. Let's see if it'll work. And we, we were, you know, trying to help people understand early childhood and, you know, the importance of that. And it worked, right? And so the Launch Leadership Conference was another thing. It was just, you know, another crazy idea. How can we make this crazy idea work? Where are we going to start? Well, first, let's start with where we're going to do it, right? Um, and that was, I think, that was probably where I was kept running into the wall, right? I kept thinking, oh, it has to be inside a conference center. It has to be like this. It needs to look like this in order for our attendees to come. And as soon as I threw out that idea, that's where the barn came in. And I think that was fantastic. It was a fantastic solution. So where are you going to have it? Um, who's going to come? For us, we already had people registered, which was fantastic. We had, people had come or heard about our launch leadership conference last year and enjoyed it so much and got so much from the day that they were already signed up and registered. And so we already had our people, most of them, you know, a few people fell off and we added a few people, but for the most part, we already had who was going to be in the room. And this conference is, the audience is really a diverse group of leaders, right? Whether they're in a position of leadership or they want to be a leader. And that's really who we cater to. Um, and so who is it? Um, the how, you know, I create a whole bunch of lists. You know this, but our listeners don't. I have spreadsheets of exactly how it works, right? The technical, like, step-by-step -step process of exactly what we need to think about in order to create an event like this. And so it's an Excel spreadsheet and, uh, like, tasks and um, different people that are in charge of different things. Like, for example, you know, Tony knows that he's, he's my registration guy. Him and Sherry love details and they love registration and, and dealing with all of that. So I have them on registration. I have other friends who, and, and people that volunteered who are great at, you know, photography or at, um, you know, greeting people or at, being the master of ceremonies. So it's really about saying, okay, here, we're going to do this event, deciding to do it, and then creating a task list of everything that needs to happen, you know, right? And then understanding that you can't do it by yourself, so you have to delegate. And so I think that's where I excel is I love to find people who really love to do things like for the flowers. Remember the flower day? 
I had this day where we were almost, you know, it was maybe a week or two until the conference and I saw some beautiful flowers and I'm like, flowers, we need flowers at the conference. I had given up the idea of having flowers because we didn't have the budget for it and I didn't want to do it myself. And But I saw flowers and I'm like, what could we do to just up-level every single aspect of this entire event? And, and flowers were was one thing that I wanted to, to provide for these leaders. And uh, I put that out there. I said, hey, you know, who's somebody that just loves flowers? And, you know, how could, could you help us? It will help you if you help us. And, you know, I think that's the thing that really helped. We have our DJ, which helped a lot this year, keeping with our sound system and with the, with the songs that we had going and helping with musicians and just mics and, you know, all of that stuff. So that was a really great help. And I think, it, you know, it's just about finding people that are really great at what they do and then helping lift them up and like creating this. It's almost like you have this orchestra and you need all of these different people in order to make the event launch. Perfect. So it wasn't just you. And, and that's, I think that's the main key there. And, and you definitely did. You do a great job of uh, finding these people with these unique skill sets from Stephanie in the art, Justin in, as the DJ and, and the music we had and just uplifting them you know, and then just let, letting them go say, Hey, you, you know what you're doing. You're the, you're the best at this. That's why you're here. Go. And you give them the freedom and then the responsibility. And, and they just, and I think everybody just thrived at that. And that was really cool. Um, what, what did some of the attendees say takeaways? What, what did they say leaving this launch event? Most had been on lockdown for, um, for months, literally some of people were, were in their house for hundred plus days without leaving. And, and then they're coming to this event. Um, what, what were some comments you heard after this Lodge leadership event? I had a lot of people coming up to me and giving me hugs. And that was the cool thing. It was, we started off the day and you could hear a pin drop, right? If I, if I was going to give you the energy level, like I felt really low of energy at the beginning of the day. You know, it's like anything that you do at the beginning of something, it's, it's like, okay, what do I expect? You know, am, am I, you know, what's going to happen today? And what happened throughout the day is it didn't take long before people understood that this event wasn't going to be like anything they've ever experienced before, that they were going to have fun they were going to laugh, they were going to dig deep, and they were going to grow. And by the end of the day, the smiles, the hugs, and the people that looked at me with like tears on in their eyes, thanking me for creating this day for them, that like, it made it all worth it. It made all of the hard stuff that we had to go through, all of the challenges that we had to overcome, all of the people that maybe didn't believe it was possible. All of that was worth it because we had one person in particular said, this was the best day that I've had in 2020. And I know some of that woman's story. I know that she had gone through a lot. I mean, not just COVID, but just personally and professionally. And the fact that we could create an experience where they had their best day, like that, that's what launch is all about. And I think that's why we started this leadership conference and this podcast and writing books and speaking on stages and trainings and all the fun stuff I get to do is really because I saw this need of leaders. Leaders need to get filled up too. And too often we give them technical ways that they can improve their leadership, but we don't give them 
them a place where they can get more hope, where they can dream a little bit bigger, where they can say, hey, this isn't working or this is hard for me. They can share their struggles and feel like they're in a safe place where, you know, we can be human and we can know that together we can move forward and that you've got people that are cheering you on. And I think encouragement and love and all of the good stuff was present in that day. Great. Thank you. So I, I guess as a listener, if I'm listening and I want to do my own event, what, what are two or three things that you would say for them to, to think about, especially A, in general, and then B, in a 2020 world where things are, are crazy? Yeah. You know, so I would say if you want to do an event, number one is to really um, get very clear about who it is that you're, you're serving, right? If you're going to do an event, just know it is going to take more time, money, and effort than you think it's going to take, and you're going to be fully committed to it. If you are not a planner, find somebody who is a planner to help you with an event. Um, it'll, it'll help alleviate a lot of headaches along the way. As soon as you get really clear about who you're helping, why you're creating that event, the next thing I would say is really look at feasibility. You know, if you have um, specific rules in place in your area that you can't hold in-person events, then that's going to be a bit of a challenge does not mean that you can't figure out another solution for it. Just because you can't be in person does not mean that you can't make a meaningful transformational type event if it has to be virtual, if it has to be through Zoom, if it has to be a call, if it has to be a hike outside. I don't care what it is, get creative because what I found is that as soon as I gave up the idea that this event was impossible, as soon as I, you know, I signed the check and I gave it to the lady and I said, we're, we're renting a round barn, that was the time that I was able to see the possibility in creating something spectacular. And that's exactly what happened. And it wasn't for me. It was for that smile. It was for that hope. It was for that person who had maybe not told anybody how much they were struggling. And I think that was the message I heard over and over again is we were struggling in silence. And I think that's what a lot of people are dealing with right now. You know, they're trying to put on the strong front, but inside they are struggling in silence. And the only way we can overcome that is by we as leaders looking to others and reaching out to them and providing them hope and providing them encouragement and providing them a space to be, right? Just to be. You don't have to even do anything. You don't have to create an entire event. But if you could create a place for your employees or your team or somebody that you love in your life to just fill up their soul, it could be going outside. It could be going for a walk. It could be taking a day to just breathe and just chill and, and journal and reflect and just get filled back up, that in itself is really transformational. And I think, you know, we try to overcomplicate some things and really it's the simpler things that connect me the most with who I am. Yesterday, Tony and I were hiking. I hike a mountain all the time in our town. It's beautiful, especially this time of year. And we were hiking it together and I was watching, you know, the leaves were falling. Um, it's the colors are gorgeous. The wind was blowing. It smelled amazing because it's fall. And I looked over at Tony and I was like, isn't this just 
exactly what you needed. And, and what did you say? It was, it was, it was awesome. I, I definitely wanted to stay in the office because Sherry's gone this week and get the phone calls, but you made me patch my phone into my cell phone. So everything was taken care of. It wasn't an issue. And we got out and enjoyed a, a beautiful fall day in Wausau where it was 70 degrees. But that's what I'm saying is like, so you're thinking about events and you're thinking about, and it's sometimes the simple, small event that could be the thing that you need right? And so whether you want to plan an entire conference, fantastic, do it if you want to, and if you can. But the other thing that's really, I think, even more useful is to just get out of your place where you are right now and go for a walk, connect with nature, laugh really hard. Like, you know, that's the thing Tony and I have been really focused on through all of this is really understanding that fun is not canceled. Like we can still laugh and we can have fun. And we do crazy things with our kids constantly. Almost every single day, we do something crazy. Like yesterday, it was the Halloween trail. We're making a Halloween trail in the back of our house. And Tony and Logan went to the Dollar Tree and bought a whole bunch of things to decorate a Halloween trail. Why? Why not? Why not? It was fun. They were excited. Like Logan was giddy. Avery was giddy. They bought glow-in-the-dark eyeballs. I mean, this is life. Right. It's fun. And the reason we did that is because Halloween got canceled. And so, yes, they canceled it. Halloween's still going to happen at our house. So right? it still Ex happens. Exactly. Uh, and I think that is, but that's it. Like, if you have something that you are thinking is impossible, but in your heart, you know it's going to help somebody or it's going to make somebody smile or it's going to give them hope, figure out a way to make it happen. I don't, you know, you might have to modify it a little bit, but figure out a way because there's a reason it keeps coming back to you. And that was just launched leadership conference. I canceled it in my mind a hundred times, didn't I? Mm -hmm. And I kept telling everybody why it was impossible. And I was super convinced. I, I had all the excuses and thankfully, you know, we had the event, everybody was safe and healthy and it worked out better than we could have imagined. And I'm super grateful for that. But more than that, I think the whole point of the launch leadership brand is to help people launch to the next level, to go from burnout to performance zone. And in order to do that, we must take action. We must take imperfect action. We cannot sit around thinking about what it is that we're going to do. We need more leaders that are stepping up into their greatness to take imperfect action in their life. Perfect. Okay. One, I guess one more question for sure on the details. Let's say someone does want to do an event. It has to be virtual. How are you going to portray energy? I was on a, a call yesterday <laughs> that was horrendous. I could barely make it through five minutes and I had signed up for this thing and um, was supposed to be on it for six hours. So obviously we went for a walk instead. That's how bad it was. Um, but how do you get energy across the computer screen? That's a great point. And I think one of the things that I watched some of that just because I was curious to see how they were going to do it. And um, unfortunately, they didn't have their delivery. <laughs> Was, was lacking. So one thing is just because somebody is a speaker that speaks on stages does not mean that they're great in video. And so if you're going to do an event and you have not seen that person on video, get them on video before you will even hire them. Because that's what happened with the keynote yesterday is she probably delivers fantastically in front of a live audience, but to not have any feedback from the audience, you could tell she was super uncomfortable. She was talking too fast. She was not connecting with anybody. 
she <laughs> she was doing her canned speech and still leaving in the spaces for laughter where <laughs> there was no laughter. So you need to, number one, make sure that if you're going to have other people be a part of it, that they can deliver on video. Number two, if it's you delivering on video and you need to connect with people and give them energy, practice. My goodness gracious, practice. Make sure that your lighting looks great. Make sure that your camera is hitting you in the right place. If you are looking down and it looks like you have a double chin, people are going to laugh at you. Okay, so make sure that your lighting is great. Google this stuff. There is YouTube. Uh, Sean Cannell, especially, is one of my buddies, and he is a YouTube guy who tells you how to put lighting together, how to do video, how to make sure that your sound works. So make sure all the technical issues are taken care of, okay? One thing that I find people do in video is they write an entire script and they talk it out word by word and it is not very interesting to do that okay so video is it's a conversation that you're having with your audience and so you want to bullet point you want to know your stories you want to know your key teachings and you want to know it at the top of your head I like to write down bullet points or post-its of things that I want to make sure that I cover if there's a statistic or a quote that I'm going to use read it. That's okay to read it, but don't read your entire script. Don't go through and, you know, try to be a robot. Also, have some coffee or caffeine before you talk, right? Like, this is okay. This makes sense. If you're on a cleanse or detox, my goodness gracious, maybe don't do the video then. Get some coffee in you and make sure that you're energized and excited about what you're talking about. If you don't know your subject and you're not excited about it, why are you talking about it, right? Like, that's the other thing is bring energy. And the interesting thing, uh, I think my friend Sarah told me, Sarah Stokes, she was a news anchor for many, many, many years, fantastic, right? And she said, you know, about 10% of your energy is lost by video. So you have to almost overdo it in order to make sure that that comes through on the other side, right? And also, for ladies out there, about 10% of your makeup is dull. So you have to almost overdo it a little bit so that people can actually see it through the camera. And so if you are going to connect with people, make sure that you have set yourself up for success. Practice a lot. I, I've done videos for, what, three, four years. I started off with Facebook Lives and I started doing it and I hated it and I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't know how to talk on video, and I just kept trying, and I kept connecting, and I kept answering questions, and I kept teaching, and training, and speaking, and doing all the things, and eventually it just became part of my repertoire. I feel very comfortable on video, and that's part of the reason why I'm able to do, you know, international conferences with companies and things, and, and do those types of trainings is because I've been practicing for the last three years. If you maybe have been working in a situation where you haven't been doing it, give yourself a break, but also practice a lot and by yourself or have some friends hop on Zoom with you and do your presentation for them because it does feel a little bit different when you know somebody's watching you and you want to get really confident in your delivery before you do it. Wonderful. So you have your regular launch questions that you end a podcast with 
And uh, since we've turned the tables here, I get to interview you. Why don't I ask you a few of these questions here, but quick before we, we end. How do people get a hold of you? You kind of told this already, but people know how to get a hold of you. AllisonLittle.com, right? Good yes. Times Launch Podcast. <laughs> if you're already listening, it means you've already downloaded. That's good for you. And then what is one thing you've done to launch yourself to the next level? That's one of my favorite questions, and I haven't ever really gotten to answer it. So one of the things that I think I've done to launch to the next level is uh, really going from survival or burnout zone into my performance and recovery zone. And what happened was I had a time in my life when everything literally and figuratively changed in the matter of about six months. And from, you know, having a preterm baby to starting another business, building out a business or rebranding, building a house, moving to a new city, all the things happened at once. And I hated change up until that point. And what I found myself doing emotionally is I was cycling through burnout and survival. And actually what I'm seeing a lot of leaders and people in general doing right now is cycling through emotions of burnout and survival. And it felt like it was in a fog. I was overwhelmed. I was stressed out. I was angry. I was afraid. I was fearful. I didn't know what to do. And I thankfully had a whole bunch of mentors and lessons coming to me in this time that was really hard. And I had kind of like a crossroads. So it could either be, I just give up like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to give up or I could grow. And so I intentionally put my time and effort into growing myself personally, which at the time felt super duper selfish because I was a mom and business owner and I had all of these people relying on me and I thought taking time to grow myself was selfish, to be honest with you. It was because I didn't understand the power that we have within us to help people. If we become the best versions of ourselves now, we can believe in people in a different way. We can help them see their greatness. If I'm struggling myself as a leader or just as a mom or as a business owner or whatever it is that I'm, I am, that role that I'm serving, and now somebody comes to me and they need help, am I going to be positioned to help them as well? No. And so I needed to go from that burnout and survival over to performance and recovery. And how I did that was through hope right? I started to hope that my future was going to be brighter and through imperfect action. And that imperfect action was reading books, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube channels, and continually filling myself up with as much positive information as I possibly could. You know me, I don't watch TV unless it's a Hallmark movie, right? Like I don't, I don't watch it. I don't watch um, the news. I don't read negative things. If there's a negative person in my social media feed, sorry, you're gone. Like I just, I don't have time <laughs> for that type of negativity in my life. And it's probably one of the best decisions I've made is really to say, I'm going to grow myself into performance and recovery. And I am going to work on that. And, you know, even in this time, what I found myself going into, not into survival and burnout, but into, you know, if I need a day, I understand that I need to go into recovery zone. And that's where I go camping or I go on a walk or I do yoga or I take a bath or read a book or talk to a friend or laugh. And those are my recovery type of events or activities that can fuel my soul so that I can go into performance zone and I can knock it out of the park. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Allison. Thank you for, for, having me on, but also having you on the launch podcast today. 
Um, if you like today's episode and you like Tony being a part of it, make sure you rate and review five star. <laughs> if you don't like having Tony on the call, don't rate and review. Yeah. Just tell me in person. I, maybe I'll, I'll stop doing this. <laughs> so uh, thank you, launch listeners, for being a part of this episode. Let us know what you thought. This was a little bit different, um, but we wanted to kind of share behind the scenes of creating a conference in a pandemic. And we also wanted to kind of give you some hope and some ideas of how you might launch your life as well. Have a great day, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com.